Hey out there all you home services contractors, welcome to Contractor Radio. Who is Contractor Radio for? It's the blue collar home services contractor. You're a roofing company, you're a siding company, gutter company, painting company, security company, solar company, you name it. You're the person that goes to a homeowner's home, shows them your product or service, and then closes them on the deal. We are your source for getting ahead of your competition. We share strategies and tools and tactics that will help you succeed out there in the industry. We've done this because it's our goal to empower home services contractors to achieve their dreams, to work on their business instead of in it. Our goal is to help you apply those strategies to be successful out there in the field. We here are Contractor Coach Pro. We are coaches that help contractors succeed and achieve those dreams. Sometimes you'll hear from me, Sometimes you'll hear from my co-coach, Nathan, and sometimes you'll hear from our financial coach, Jenny DePoint. Our goal is to serve you and put you first. We hope that you enjoy our show. We hope that you find it entertaining and educational and helps you with your business and gives you that little bit of secret sauce that helps you get ahead of your competition. If you'd like to find out more about our coaching services, just simply go to contractorcoachpro.com Click on the apply button, go through a little assessment, and that assessment will tell us if you're a good fit or not. We'll have a free strategy call with you, and we'll help you right then and there on that call to succeed a little better than you may be currently. If you think what we do is great, we would love to have you as a client, but if not, our goal is to serve you in any way that we can. And we hope that this is the place that we do it. We're honored to have you, and here's this week's episode of Contractor Radio. Hey everybody, welcome back to another awesome episode of Contractor Radio. Our goal here is to help contractors get an edge on their competition out there uh, by entertaining them, educating them, inspiring them, and uh, giving them some strategy and tactics that they can apply to their business. And today is going to be maybe one of the most inspirational stories that we've ever had on Contractor Radio. Uh, we are going to be talking uh, with a young man uh, that has accomplished something that very few people do in their very first year in the industry. Uh, we have we have a young fellow that has uh, he went from working at Subway and being in high school to selling two million dollars in home services contracts in his first year. And so we want to talk with him, find out how he got that done and what he did uh, to make those things happen. And I'm wearing a shirt today. You can see it. It says practice. And I'm going to bet uh, that he did a lot of that. And that's our two-minute drill for the day. If you don't want to get really good at what you're doing, you want to change your life, you want to financially position yourself maybe a little bit differently uh, than you were before uh, working at Subway and you want to sell $2 million, it's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of effort. And one of the biggest things that you can do to change that is practice and being dedicated to practice every day spending whether it's five minutes, 15 minutes, an hour, whatever it may take to get better at what you do in all facets of what you do, whether it's knocking on a door and getting a lead or an opportunity, whether it's giving a presentation, handling an objection, uh, asking for the sale, getting referrals. You want to practice that stuff as much as possible before you go out into the real world. And some of the helpful tips that we can give you on that practice is, first off, practice on your own. Make sure you do it out loud. 
Uh, most of us practice like in our head and everything sounds wonderful, but the second we start saying it out loud, uh, it starts to fall apart on us. So one of the ways you can get a really good idea of how you're doing with that is to record yourself. Set up a video camera, your phone, record yourself, and really get a strong sense of how your delivery is. You'll start to notice crazy things like you using your hands too much and uh, probably bobbing your head and all these weird things that we do, saying uh too much. Those type of things will help you refine what it is that you do. Once you feel like you're really strong at it, then go to a peer, somebody that's on equal level with you, maybe a step above and practice with them and, and get their input on, hey, is that good, not good? What would you do? What, uh, what could I do better? And then finally, take it to that expert, that person in your organization that's either a sales manager, a coach, a trainer, whoever it may be, and pass it by them and see how you're doing. Let them give you some coaching. Hang around with the people that do great and learn from those people and practice with those people, and it will change the outcome of your yearly goal uh, dramatically before it's all said and done. So before we hop in with our amazing guest today, uh, here's a little word from our sponsor. Want more five-star reviews from your customers? At Signpost, we make it easy for your customers to give you great reviews on Google, Facebook, Yelp, and more. Our software connects with industry-specific solutions, driving even more reviews from your customers. Drive loyalty and repeat business by sending the right messages at the right times to your prospects and customers. Message your contacts from anywhere, anytime, using text, photos, and video, all in one app. Check on progress with campaigns and review generation across Google, Facebook, and Yelp. Visit signpost.com and get your demo today. Awesome. Welcome back to Contractor Radio Podcast. We are here today uh, with our guest. Uh, this, this young man is amazing. I mean, I got a few minutes to talk to him before we actually uh, did this podcast today. And uh, I was inspired. I said, man, if I would have done what he's done at 19 years old, I would probably be in jail because I wouldn't know what to do with my money and probably be silly with it. So um, we're going to talk with him a little bit today, find out how he went from working at Subway to selling two million bucks. Welcome to the podcast, Zach Ward. And hey, nice to meet you guys. Awesome, awesome. It's good to have you. Uh, I, I, whenever you hopped on earlier and we were talking about uh, this guy is ten years younger than my oldest kid, and he's uh, he's. Uh, nine years younger than my second oldest kid. And so it's amazing to see what you've accomplished, Zach. And uh, before we bring in our other special guests that we're kind of keeping to the side there, um, tell us a little bit about your background. You know, growing up, what kind of got you into doing the things that you're doing nowadays? Um, well, growing up, um, I, a normal kid played sports, you know, um, did normal things a kid would normally do. My mom always told me growing up, I, I had a sales personality because I would always talk to everybody and um, just always carrying on conversations. She'd always say I'm a talker. Um, and then my my one good friend, he got into doing this and he, he mentioned it to me when I was still in high school. And um, it was right around when I turned 17 or 18. I can't remember. Um and he was like, dude, he's like, look at this. He's like, look what I'm doing. He's like, he's like, look at these checks and show me his checks and stuff like this. And um, it caught my eye. You know, I was making, you know, $8 an hour working at Subway. And 
uh, putting a lot of hours in there. And I know I had the drive and um, he'd always say it, it's a lot of you know hard work and effort to do it. But, you know, I got into it and um, it's it's I, I like doing it a lot. That's cool. I've noticed, you know, people that come from something else into this. Uh, when they were at that something else, like you were at Subway, I, one of my favorite guys I've ever hired worked at Pizza Hut. He was a Pizza Hut delivery guy. Yep. And delivering pizzas, and he sold $1.7 million his first year, and while still going to college. And so he, he's another one of those, like, hey, the, there's something to this guy that makes them different. And uh, the thing I noticed is that at where he worked before, they recognized it. They knew that he was something a little bit different than everybody else. So I'm going to bet you showed up on time. You maybe did a little extra. Did, did they notice things like that about you? Oh, absolutely. Um, customers would always come in. I mean, it's Subway. You're sitting there making sandwiches right in front of them. And I'd always talk to them. I knew everybody that would come in and they'd like talking to me. And, um, you know, my manager would see that and um, he, he'd really like that and stuff like that. He'd have me training other people and um, showing them how to do it the way I did it. That's awesome. So um, you decided to get into this whole roofing thing. Uh, and, and a lot of that had to do with this person that was a person of influence, somebody you maybe looked up to, is my guess, or at least a really good friend. And you said, hey, money motivated, right? Like, well, that's really like real money. And uh, so, and my mom says, I got a sales personality, so maybe this thing will work out. And so you get into this thing. Was it because of that, this talent thing? You said, hey, I, I'm not really that scared. I'm a little scared, but not that scared. Um, at first, it was the money. Uh, well, I really wanted to get into it. But then I, I've learned that I I do have a little bit of a talent with talking to people and um, just making a friend. And um, it just kind of goes from there. Okay, cool. Well, you had somebody uh, that was involved in this whole process with you. Um, he's sitting in our green room right now. And uh, he's kind of been sales coach along the way, right? Kind of helping you get this down and, and learning what you need to learn. We're going to bring him in right now. Hey, uh, welcome to the conversation. Our, uh, our our champion coach of sales here at Contractor Coach Pro and uh, a mentor to you. Uh, Chuck, I got some questions about Zach, if that's okay with you. Oh, I, I got a lot of information about Zach. <laughs> well, I don't know if we want to share all of that. <laughs> um, so, so what you notice, like, if I was a sales manager, I'm sitting there and, I, you know, I, to be honest, 19-year-old kid, I don't know, right? I would be sitting there going, I don't know. Like, is, is he responsible enough? Is he going to, you know, do the job? Is he going to get past the homeowner, right? Like, 19-year-old kid, is it, how's he going to do with a homeowner? And so there's all those, like, challenges and obstacles that get in the place of a really young guy. What you notice from him that was going to help him get through all that? Well, Jim, I, I first got to share with you. So uh, I got this phone call from uh, the the uh, owner there at American Home Tech, uh, Jake. And he says, hey, I've got this guy. I want you to work with him. And uh, I said, so where would you get him from? He says, I got him from Subway. I said, did you just like leave there? Or <laughs> and uh, so I, after talking with Jake, uh, I was very interested in, in uh, working with Zach. And uh, so when I got that opportunity to work with Zach, I didn't know what I was going to get into because uh, a lot of the younger generation, they don't really jump in with both feet. And so working with Zach was, um, it was actually a breath of fresh air because he, I mean, when you talk about jumping in with both feet, I mean, he really wants to learn. He wants to uh, put everything he's got into it. 
So working with a lot of the younger people, it's not like working with Zach. Zach wants it bad, and he wants to be better than everybody else. He wants to find out, you know, what everybody else knows, so that I can I can use that and then go further than that. So Zach is is one of a kind. Um, he's I can't wait to see what he does in this industry. Uh, working with him and, and helping him to understand the sales aspect as well as uh, the technical aspect. Um, you know, he picked it up very, very quickly. And uh, I've got to tell you, you know, working with him, you know that his mom is one of those types of people that wanted to duct tape him to a chair because he's always wanting to, to get up and go, get up and go. I mean, you're, you're not going to put him behind the desk. So uh, he's, he's definitely good at what he does and he wants it bad. So it sounds like to me, he noticed something about you uh, that I also noticed about the Pizza Hut guy. Um, there was some drive. There, and there was also this ability to just talk to people. And it was comfortable. Like it wasn't forced or anything like that. It was just naturally interested in whatever somebody else was up to, whether it be sales or you're buying a sandwich or whatever it may be. Is that You said something earlier that you, you played some sports, right? What, what sports do you play? Oh, basketball, football a little bit, uh, baseball. Basketball, your favorite? Yeah, I like basketball. Yeah, basketball is my favorite. I, I fast moving the whole bit. Uh, did you like losing? What did you say? I'm sorry. Did you like losing? Oh no, I hated it. <laughs> yeah. I was, I'm, I'm competitive as well. <laughs> yeah, that, that's usually the a recurring theme when you're looking for talent and guys like this. Um, you want to ask them about being competitive, and uh, and and really challenge them in that interview process to see if they truly like. A lot of people say they are, but if they are, it's like I'm going to challenge you with this question. See how you handle that question. And if they're really competitive, even if they aren't perfect at the question, they're going to give it a good try. And uh, and so I assume some of those things happened. I've noticed a few things, though. Um, people that – it doesn't have to be sports, although sports seems to be the predominant one. But it was something that they were interested in when they were younger that – I'm going to guess you weren't the guy that was batting ninth and sitting at the end of the bench or – uh, you know, sitting on the bench in the basketball court and not getting much playing time. I, I have a feeling you might play a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. All right. <laughs> uh, I, same for me. I started in eighth grade. Like, I was like, I just went, tried out for the varsity team, eighth grade, and coach gave me a hard time about it. I'm like, hey, bring out the starting point guard. I'll play him. Let's go. <laughs> and so, uh, um, I was able to work my way onto that team. But th that's that fire, right? That, that competitive aspect of things. And I'm going to also bet, and you tell me if I'm wrong about this, but on the skills that it took to be a good basketball player, um, I'm going to bet that your practice didn't end at practice time. Like yeah. we have practice, it ends at school, you know, school starts right after school, 3.30, whatever, go to 5.30, everybody goes in the showers and goes home, right? Uh, I bet you Zach didn't do that. I bet Zach kind of hung around, did some dribbling drills, shot the basketball, and maybe some passing drills with a buddy. I don't know. Did you do anything like that? Oh yeah. If it wasn't if it wasn't at practice, it was when I got home from practice and I was hanging out with my my buddies or my neighbors and playing basketball outside, you know, throwing football, things like that. What position are you playing football? Just out of curiosity. Oh, I played uh, DB. Oh boy. Yeah, but I'm. Yeah. <laughs> you and I would be good friends. That's that's what I played as well. And I, you know, like, I, I was like, hey, that dude's about to catch a ball. I get to smoke him. This is gonna be great. Um, so <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty cool that we're, we're similar there. Um, so getting into the sales thing, 
and there was some talent there. We got that kind of figured out. What was maybe some of the bigger challenges for you as you got into it? What what you what was stopping you right away going, man, I don't know about this? Um, the first thing was knocking on people's doors. And I just didn't, I just didn't think it was, you know, my dad always growing up, somebody knock on the door, but don't answer it. Tell them, don't, 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 you know, you know, don't tell them we're here, you know? So I would always think about that and I'd have bad thoughts in my head. But then, you know, once I got that out of my head and, um, I really just, just tried to take control of the conversation whenever I knocked on the door and I had somebody talking to and, uh, just have a good conversation with them. So Chuck, you got a guy, he's got some talent. There's no fear there. Cause I had the same dad he did. And my dad was like, uh, he wouldn't say, don't act like we're not here. He would run to the door, open the door, say, get the hell off my property. <laughs> so that was what I thought about door. And I'm like, this is going to be awful. And, uh, and so you've got a guy like that. He's got some of those past years and stigmas with the door knocking thing. Uh, how do you coach him get kind of through that and past that? So when, when you look at somebody that has, uh, whether it be call reluctance or knock reluctance, it's always, and I only say this for canvassers and callers, and uh, that is, you know, some will, some won't next. You got to look at the no's versus the yes. It's called, it's called going for no. And, you know, if you have the, the mentality of understanding that I need to go out and get 100 no's today, even if you don't get as many yeses as you want, you still feel accomplished because you, you've got your goal of the, no, the number of no's. But most of the, the time, what you're going to find out and what Zach has found out is you're going to come up with twice as many yeses uh, than if you had that goal of I'm going to get you know 20 yeses today or I'm going to get uh, you know 10 yeses today and you get 20. You know, it's, you know, that's really the, the mentality and, and the training uh, that you need you have to, to be that uh, canvasser. So, so Zach, that was the thing, like focus on the nose, go get those and the oh, yes yeah. are going to come through. Okay, cool. It's, it's a numbers game, that's for sure. It absolutely is. Um, for me, it was a little bit of a mind game too. Uh, there was this mind game of fear there and just perception, this perception of what a door knocker is somewhere between ditch digger and garbage man. Right, like that, that's kind of what we kind of picture in our mind somewhere around there. And uh, I can remember being pretty frustrated with it. Although I was experiencing success and I was doing some similar things like, hey man, I gotta go get all these no's and I'm gonna get the yeses. I can remember sitting down one day and going, why am I doing this? Why am I knocking all these doors? What, what's what's driving me to do this? And, uh, and I remember looking at every door, I can remember this like it was yesterday. I looked at every door and I had a thousand dollar bill on. That was why I was knocking the door. That was a $1,000 bill I could go pick up if I just knocked that door. And uh, that was motivated me for a while, but it still kind of had that stigma of salesman, right? And uh, I thought about it a little bit longer, and I said, you know, why do I have to knock these doors? Why aren't these people just calling us? Why aren't they just, you know, finding us, searching us out, and we go to their house? And uh, I, I came to the realization because they didn't know. They didn't know we existed. And really, somebody else should be doing it. And so this other entity that should be doing it, especially in the insurance world, is the insurance company. They know every homeowner inside of that hail map way better than we do. And they know where they live. They're inside of that zone and all that stuff. They also have a contract with them that says, hey, you have damage to your house? We're going to take care of it. Why in the world aren't they calling 
every one of those people saying, hey, you should probably get an inspection on your home. Well, pretty simple. They don't want to spend the money. So it changed my whole perspective and mindset on it that, hey, my job isn't to go out there and sell as many people as I can. My job is to go out and educate as many people as I can. And if I can get them to understand why their insurance company isn't calling them, they're probably going to be my customer. And it worked out really well for me. My, my numbers went up dramatically. And so and I see you shaking your head. You're like, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm doing. And uh, so that, that's super cool to see. Any other challenges? I mean, what's been your worst experience at the door? What's the worst thing that's ever happened? Uh, there's been a lot. Some people are just having bad days when you, <laughs> they don't, they don't appreciate you knocking on the door. <laughs> yeah. And people are, that's a great way of looking at it. They're having a bad day. You're not, they're having a bad day. Just pick the wrong time, wrong place onto the next one. Right. And that's no skin off. My, it's more about them than me. A uh, great way of approaching that. So I would guess there was a lot to learn in all of this. Canvassing scripts, presentation, uh, product, installation knowledge, and all that. Uh, what you do to get all that stuff packed into your brain as fast as possible so you can get, like, to get to two million, you had to learn pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I've always said knowledge is, is, is king to me. Um, reading books, watching videos, uh, listening to Chuck, listening to other mentors, I you know, people I work with, just listening to them, talking to them, communicating with them, um, asking questions. Um, they're all things that help me learn and, um, you know, learn about the business, learn about what I'm doing, what I'm selling. Um, so yeah. Chuck, was, was there any practice involved at all? There's definitely practice involved with, uh, with Zach. Uh, he was forced to practice on the customer. We don't always want to do that. Uh, but uh, he was kind of forced to be out there and practice on the customer. And, and luckily, it worked out very, very well. Uh, everybody loves Zach. Uh, one of the, the nice things about being young is you can always say that you're new and everybody, oh, if you're new, then they take it easy on you. Even the adjusters love the new guys. Uh, they want to help you out. Yeah, I, I played that part. Zach still says that he's new. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's the thing. Like, I am new. I'm still learning, and you are. You will be for quite some time. You, there's no way to take in all the knowledge of this industry in six months or a year or even three years. I mean, I'm still learning to this day. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily call myself new, but uh, I'm still learning a bit. And uh, so, in, in this practice, you know, it's it's hard to do sometimes. And and this is where I feel like contractors get lucky. They get lucky because a guy like Zach comes along that can learn with the customers and he can connect and build relationship right away. But we end up losing a lot of people that could probably have been really good if they would have gotten that practice, they would have gotten that attention, they would have gotten that coaching. Would you agree with that, Chuck? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, one thing I do want to add is when working with Zach, one thing I didn't have to do that, that I tend to do on a lot of uh, my clients and our clients is focused. I didn't have to focus on the clothes. I didn't have to focus on the price presentation. Zach, uh, what really catapulted him is understanding the inspection and understanding how to do the inspection so that he got, you know, he, he was able to step one head of, uh, one step ahead of everybody else that knocked on that door. So Zach, does that mean we're not supposed to inspect everything as fast as we can and go, Hey, guess what? You got hail damage, right? And I get what, what does an inspection look like to you? Oh, um, I mean, to me, I, what I've seen is 
no, no one inspects the roof like they should. Um, you know, doing test squares, marking things up that uh, most people want to look at as damage. It might not be damage, but um, it's definitely something wrong with the roof that uh, is a manufacturing issue or um, something like that. And uh, coaching the homeowner and showing them, you know, taking a video, walking them down, walking them through their entire roof, bringing the roof down to them. Um, so, you know, because more times than not, they're not going to get up there. Um, bring the roof down to them, sit there with an iPad, show them, say, hey, there's this, there's that, you know, hail damage, wind damage. Um, show them all your, all, all your chalk marks, zipper lines. Um, do, you, do you find yourself using any terminology that the, the homeowner might not know that positions you into this, like, I have some knowledge that you don't have type feel? Um, I don't like to really say big words. I, I like to put it in their perspective of things so they know. Um, you know, I could be saying like, oh, you know, you're this is racked. This shingle's racked. It's, it's not right. It just it was a bad installation. Um, you know, as simple as that. Um, if they ask questions, stuff like that, bring, you know, educate them a little bit more on it. But um, yeah, so that that's really key what you did right there. So it's saying the shingles are racked. Most homeowners don't know what that means, but you're able to explain what that means, which positions you into this position of, oh, wow, he's 19, but he's an expert. He actually knows what he's talking about, which is unusual for a 19-year-old kid, number one. And number two is unusual for most contractors. Most contractors don't explain things like that, don't position themselves as expert. They position themselves kind of as a, hey, you've got damage and we can help you with the insurance company situation. Mm -hmm. That's as far as they go. Um, that, that's, that's super cool that you... You take it and put it into language they understand, but still able to get across, hey, I know what I'm talking about. Would you agree with that? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Cool. So I'm guessing you made a little bit of money this year. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, what was your first big purchase? Uh, I bought a truck, um, moved into my own place, um, bought a couple TVs, big TVs. Uh, I just kind of spoiled myself with clothes and uh, just going out doing fun stuff, going on vacations. I just went to Hawaii uh, two months ago, back in October. Um, been on a cruise. Um, I, I've been I've been living life a little bit. <laughs> now, now, is that stuff that would have normally been in your family's uh, history to go to Hawaii and go on cruises and, and stuff like that, or is that kind of new for you? I don't think anybody in my family's been to Hawaii. <laughs> So it's it's cool to be branching out and stuff like that and um, taking on new opportunities. And That's what I love about this industry. This industry is a vehicle. Um, while it, we probably weren't sitting, I'm going to guess when you were sitting there in high school, you weren't going, man, I can't wait to be a roofer, right? <laughs> you were probably thinking about being a basketball player or whatever it was that you were going to be. Yep. What, what did you think you were going to be? Um, well, as a childhood dream growing up, I always wanted to be an athlete, but uh, you know how that goes. Um, when I was going into college, I was going to go in for accounting, but um, I, I soon realized that that's a, a fairly boring job. Um, I couldn't see you in accounting. <laughs> I don't even like sitting at this desk right now. I, I got to get up and move. Or <laughs> Yeah, that, that's that's another characteristic that I see of people that are really successful in this really fast. They're they're like wound up energy, they're like a rubber band that's just waiting to be released at any point in time. My grandfather always described me as like a BB in a fruit jar. 
Like it's just a bum, 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 all the time bouncing around. Would you say that that's one of your qualities? Like it's just high energy all the time? Absolutely. Um, my The owner of the company, Jake Stratton, he's always told me uh, his motto is always excitement sells, excitement sells, excitement sells. And I would always think about that if I'm having a bad day or if I knock on a couple doors and, you know, I'm feeling down and, you know, I get the door slammed in my face. It's just go to the next one. Just keep being excited, you know, be loud, you know, get them involved. And um, I, I, that's the way I like doing things. And I think everybody should do it that way. Yeah, energy is magnetic. Yes, you know? it is. So like, I just want to hang out with Zach. I can tell just talking with a hair on the uh, on this call. Like, he would be a guy I would hang out with. I'd be like, hey, he's pretty cool. He's got a lot of energy and we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, and that's who people buy from. People buy from people that they like and they can have fun with. Uh, there's kind of an old saying that goes with that. They, they buy from people they know, like, and trust. And so it seems like you're able to accomplish that quite well. Um, yeah. I, want to, I want to add real quick. He just mentioned about being an athlete. One of the things that I see so often, because I work with so many across the United States, so many sales reps, is there's so many athletes. And what we need to understand is that these athletes, this is, this is the, the athlete of the business world being a sales rep. But not only that is when athletes want to be a, an athlete when they get older, it's only 1% of 1% that gets to do it. And where Zach is right now is he gets to be 1% of 1% of where we are. He, I mean, 19 years old, selling over $2 million, which is 1% of 1% of the people in our industry. I mean, Zach, congratulations, buddy. I mean, I, if I could yeah. give him a five right now, I would, Brad. I definitely like virtual high fives, man. I, the whole social distancing, this thing works out pretty good. Chuck, uh, I've never put it in that perspective, but the way you said that, it makes me feel much better about myself. <laughs> well, hey, hold on a second. In my, in my division. <laughs> so so here's, here's a thing to remember. Uh, don't rest on your laurels. Uh, always. So I, you mentioned something earlier before we hopped on. I want to kind of go back to that for a second. Did you have any goals of like what you wanted to achieve or sell in this first year? Um, I think I have it written down. I think my goal was a million dollars in sales. But you, but you hit two million, and yeah. and you didn't even know, right? Like you yeah. So I knew I was up there, but I didn't. One day he was just like, "Oh, you're at two million. I was like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> <laughs> so obviously the number wasn't the focus. Like yeah, that wasn't the thing driving you. What was driving? What was pushing you? To be completely honest, we we so. We have a group chat with a couple of our sales guys and I just try to outsell everybody every week. And that's, that's, that's my main goal of every week is just to outsell everybody. And, um, I, I, like I said, I like competition. So, <laughs> so, so it was winning more and more and more and more and more. So winning was more important than, than the money. It sounds like to me. It, it, it started with the money, but now it's more, um, bragging rights. Uh, Trying to trying to outsell everybody and um, you know be be number one. So that, that's that's awesome. Um, one of the things I did because I, I always I knew the money wasn't my motivator. It wasn't the thing pushing me. And uh, so I remember being in my first training class. There was more than one of us. There's about ten of us. And there was one other guy with some talent. Like I could tell he was actually pretty good. And I went, Hey man, you, you want to make a friendly wager? He's like, what do you mean? I said, well, I'll bet you 20 bucks I sign more people this week than you do. He's like, I'm in. I said, there's a catch. He goes, what's that? I said, whoever wins 
the other guy has to give him the 20 bucks in the sales meeting in front of everybody else. He's like, I'm still in. And we went and did that for the entire time we were both at the same company. And uh, it, it, I wanted that 20 bucks way more than I wanted the commissions. And I just wanted that, that win, that trophy, right? Um, so that's super cool, Zach. I, I, I like the competitive side of things. So here's the next thing. So you, you've accomplished a lot in your first year. You've done like 1% of 1%, like Chuck said. What's next? What, what, what's, what's coming for you in 2021? Um, well, I think so at RoofCon, when I was at RoofCon, I think I wrote down a goal of trying to go for 3.5 million in sales this year. So I'm looking forward to that starting here soon in the next you know week or two. So with 3.5, you're going to have to get better at a few things. Oh, yeah. What are the things you got to get better at? Um, get, generating more leads, um, knocking doors. I, like I said, no one, no, no one wants to knock doors. It's not, you know, no one wakes up in the morning and wants to go out and knock on someone's door, but um, you just got to have the drive of it to push um, and just keep moving forward with it and just knocking on doors and just um, getting them the bad thoughts out of your head and uh, just going and getting after it and getting it done. So uh, one of the best pieces of advice I got about knocking doors was uh, there was one door you had to get open before anybody else's. And that's the one on your truck, right? Like get yeah. out of work. Um, you up for a little advice? What was that? You up for a little advice on how to get to that 3.5 million? I'm sure Chuck is probably giving you some ideas. Always. So um, think about it this way. You can only knock so many doors, right? The time will run out on you. So how do you leverage other opportunities to uh, create more people coming to you? Think of every one of those doors that you knock as somebody that knows a lot of other people and identify those people whenever you start to create that relationship. They're a CPA, they're a plumber, they're a landscaper, they're a whatever. They got clients too. Applying some incentive there, then they become little sales guys for you. And mm -hmm. so instead of having to knock everybody's door for it, they're starting to call you all the time. Yeah. Um, Investigate into some thought into a few different programs. And what I mean by like the, by that is creating some programs that are like insurance agent referral systems, uh, real estate broker referrals. You, you create this network and you'll get more and more of that the longer you're in this where people just know who you are and you're their roof guy. And they're going to start sending people to you. And that's how you'll start hitting that 3.5 million. And the last thing I'll, a piece of advice I'll give you if you really want to hit some big numbers Start learning that commercial stuff. If your business, if your company does the commercial thing, don't just try to go sell it and that's the only thing you do. Start learning it. Start uh, drawing in that knowledge and getting that information you need. And then uh, go have some fun and knock a door or two. Uh, it might surprise you because I think people are more intimidated by knocking commercial doors than they are residential doors and they don't know the approach. I'm sure Chuck can probably clue you in on some of that. And uh, it might surprise you. Uh, one of the best things I've ever seen for that is literally walk into the building like with a clipboard and uh, like a little report thing and maybe your phone out as like a camera and uh, just walk around inside of one of those commercial projects and start taking pictures of all the stains and spots and stuff like that on their roof and then find somebody that works and goes, hey, you guys got leaks all over the place here. Who should I talk to you about that? And they're like, yeah, we've been trying to get somebody to deal with. You need to call so-and-so and then you get to the person you need to get to that way. It's a pretty slick way of uh, getting a, a little bit of commercial business. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, Jim, if I can offer up a little bit of advice. Sure. 
you know, working with the the reps that have been two million, six million, <clears throat> the you're not going to get above two million dollars by yourself. You know, it's, and and I, I tell everybody that you know what you don't want to do is wear yourself out to the point where now all of a sudden you're at three million or two and a half million and you hate your job because you don't want to go down because you know everybody's going to make fun of you because you're like oh you used to be that good uh but yet you try to go any any further you're just going to wear yourself out i says you know when you're going to be more than a two million dollar carrier you have to have drive discipline organization and help you know you need to start building your team whether it's you're going to go out and get your own canvassers whether you're going to go out and find somebody to help you out with the production piece no matter what you can't do that all on your own. Nobody has ever sold, you know, four to six million dollars knocking their own doors. I mean, they have to have a team in place to be able to work that. I mean, that was something I learned way back when I was in mortgage is I couldn't dial my own phone if I wanted to be that that, you know, 50 uh, or, or, you know, five million to to 20 million dollar mortgage guy. I had to have other people dialing my phone for me. So Again, you know, you have to have that team. You have to be disciplined and you have to have that drive to actually do it. One of the best things about having your coach on here is he knows what goes on in your business way better than I do. And that would have been my other piece of advice, but I don't know if that's acceptable or not. Mm -hmm. If it is, get the neighborhood kids to put out flyers for you. Yep. I have my I have my own kids address handwritten uh, letters to the homeowners in very specific neighborhoods that I wanted to work. And I would give them something every time we would get somebody. Um, think strategically a little bit more than just hard work. Think smarter, not harder. And uh, you'll be surprised at what you can accomplish. The last piece I'll add to that is time management is going to be really, really important. So uh, learn the concept of what's called a block schedule. You can look that up, block schedule, and uh, you'll start to see how you can manage that time a little bit better. Because it will overrun you, like Chuck said, and you will. If you want to get into, I mean, I got guys in our uh, coaching downline that we work with. They they sell four, five, six million dollars. So they got people helping them. There's somebody writing estimates. There's somebody knocking doors for them. There's uh, programs that they're doing that insurance agents are sending them business. So uh, there's lots of ways to get to that. And uh, one cool thing though is if you learn that commercial, you can sell some really big numbers like 20 million plus, which I know a few guys that do that and. You can kind of do some calculations on what that means to you. Um, and, I, and I look forward to seeing, like, in two years, I want, to, I want to interview Zach again and go, hey, did Zach just stick at two million or did he do something and learn something to go up into that four, five, six, ten, maybe even bigger? Uh, we'll want to do a little catch-up call, I think, is what we'll do. <laughs> so, um, Zach, I always ask a few questions of our guests, and, and this has been pretty awesome so far. I think you've given a lot of inspiration to, that's the big thing, like young people, this is a great business, great industry to get into. And if you feel like you're somebody that can, you know, talk in a group of friends and stuff like that, you probably do pretty well in this if you are willing to learn and you're hungry for that knowledge and growth. What's the best advice you ever got from a mentor? Um, so one of, one of the best uh, advice I've gotten is, uh, just keep always keep moving forward. Uh, I know Chuck was always mentioning that. Always keep moving forward. Um, the drive, um, 
getting just getting things done, just going after it and getting it done. Uh, uh, just keep moving forward with it. Um, also, another one is from my boss, um, Jake. He, uh, he, 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 like I said earlier, he's always saying excitement sells, excitement sells, excitement sells. So um, that those are two big things that I like to always think about every single day. Um, I should wake up and have it, you know, on my wall or something, just thinking about it every day. I don't know if you need another one. I think you got it like part of your blood right now. It's it's kind of, kind of <laughs> All right. So I've got another question for you, but we're going to break for just a second for one of our sponsors. And we'll be right back. The Atlas Pro Plus Contractor Program is designed to help you build your business. It gives you tools and resources, training, industry insights, bonus structures, technical knowledge, the brand power and science of 3M Scotchgard, and what we think is the best product and warranty in the industry. Become part of the family that is succeeding and growing their businesses. We went from nobody ever heard of us to the number one roofing company in our region. And we've gone from 12 roofs a year to 20, 35, and we did over 400 last year. We're on track right now to do a thousand roofs this year. You'll begin earning Atlas bucks and rewards as you move up to even greater reward levels. Become an Atlas Pro today. All right, everybody. Awesome. Uh, thanks to our sponsor for supporting us here at uh, Contractor Radio. We're back with our podcast. We've got uh, Zach Ward here, the Subway kid that became the $2 million sales guy in a year. And we also have his coach, uh, Chuck Thelke here, also known as our sales champion here at Contractor Coach Pro. And uh, we've been talking a lot about uh, what it takes to, to really generate some big numbers. And it comes down to a few things, it seems like to me. There needs to be some talent, right? Like I walk in with some inherent talent, some drive and hunger, and this just thirst for the knowledge. And then the last thing I would probably put is there's a competitive aspect to you. This competitive aspect that you just want to win. It's not all about the money, all about the top sales number, the goal number. It's about, hey, did I beat you this week? And uh, so I, I think those are kind of recurring themes with these guys that I've seen that do some pretty serious numbers. So is that, I, I asked this question to every one of our guests, and I kind of wonder what you're going to say. Uh, this may be a pretty big question at 19 years old, but uh, we all only have so much time on this planet, right? And uh, there's, there's an end to all of us. On that day when that happens, there's going to be people that come by and they're going to be celebrating you. How do you how do you want to be remembered? What do you, what do you want your legacy to be? Um, I would just want to be remembered as someone that just uh, was a nice person. You know, went out and did his job. You know, did a little bit more uh, than what most people would do. Um, I would want everybody to look up to me and um, like, hey, I want to be like that guy or um, do the things that he was able to do. And uh, you know, and I want to be able to teach people and, 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 and teach them the ways that I, I, you know, I've learned from Chuck, I've learned from multiple people, and um, I'd like to refer that on and keep passing it on and on and on. Ah, pay it forward. I like it. Um, aspirations to be a sales manager and that kind of stuff at some point in the future? Yeah, so um, I actually just got promoted to being a sales manager, so um, I'm sort of kind of running my own team right now, and uh, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty weird, um, you know, trying to, you know, run people that are older than me, but, um, you know, I'm learning a little bit and um, getting taught how to do it. 
Yeah, I got promoted to sales manager at 19 years old, much like you. And I had 40 salespeople that answered to me and they were all older than I was. You'll do just fine, Zach. You'll do just fine. Uh, put them first. Um, you, you've got some new skills to learn probably, but based on our conversation, you seem to have this inherent um, aspect to you that you want to help other people do well. Mm -hmm. If you use that in your management style, uh, you'll do really well. Um, awesome. That's, that's really good. Zach, you did a great job today. Chuck, thanks, Thank for, being, thanks for being on board. Um, I want to keep up with you. Are you on Facebook and stuff like that? Am I? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can look me up on Facebook. Okay, I'm going to look you up. I'm a friend you out there. We will, I want to I keep track of what's happening with Zach over the next few years. And uh, thank you guys both for being on our show today. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Zach. All right, everybody. That was this week's episode of Contract Radio. If you're not inspired to get out there and go knock a few doors, do what it takes to uh, get ahead, go out and win a few uh, sales competitions, I don't know what will. I mean, that's a 19-year-old young man that has literally changed the trajectory of his life by getting him involved in this um, restoration and contracting industry. Uh, some of the things I took away from that is uh, energy sales. Like that, that was one of the big takeaways. Excitement sales. He said it multiple times. It was one of the things he talked about from his mentor, the owner there, Jake, that excitement sells. And I would add to that confidence. This confident excitement uh, gets people involved. And the way to get confidence is to gain that knowledge. Like I got to know what it is that I'm talking about before I can get really comfortable and excited about it. And uh, finding those people that will give you that information, share that information, provide you the training and put in the practice time is going to be paramount to your success in this, <clears throat> excuse me, in this industry. Um, last but not least, uh, there are obstacles in our path. And the other word that he used quite a bit was drive. So you got to figure out what's driving you. And uh, last time I checked, you know, making money can er early on be a pretty big driver, but you actually heard Zach mention it, that it's not what's driving him now. There's something else. And that thing that's driving him right now is competition. He wants to win each and every week. And a win can look different. It might not necessarily be top sales. It might be that he got better at something. I, that was a personal win in this particular thing. He knocked more doors that week. He talked to more people that week. He uh, increases closing percentage that week. So you can still have wins without necessarily being the top dog every single week. It's just all about setting what those personal goals are that you're after. And I'll be the last thing I talk about today is when you do achieve these kinds of numbers, you really don't have a whole lot of competition anymore. The competition starts to go away. So the only competition you have now is you. And uh, that's where you start to find those uh, that extra gear. Uh, it's, it's just like playing a sport. When you're the best guy at that sport, you don't stop getting better. You find other ways to get better and improve yourself. And you challenge everything you do based on your own uh, results, not anybody else's. So uh, for Zach, I hope that he's out there competing against himself to knock a few more doors, close a little higher percentage, help a few more people, and uh, starting to set those personal goals as his competition each week instead of necessarily his uh, teammates and peers. I can't wait to see what he does uh, in the future. Thanks for joining us on Contractor Radio. 
We look forward to seeing you again next week with another great episode. Well, there you have it. Another awesome episode of Contractor Radio. We hope you found it both entertaining and educational, and it helps you with your business to put yourself into a position to work on it instead of in it, gives you the strategies to move your business forward and grow, and helps you lead your team. Remember, Contractor Radio is sponsored by Contractor Coach Pro, where we help home services contractors achieve their dreams. If you're trying to achieve your dreams with your contracting business, check us out at contractorcoachpro.com or give us a call at 832-674-1011 and find out how we can help you achieve your dreams with your business.